SEP Fanfic Readings presents The Journal by Mezzi. Chapter 22 As Hermione awoke, she became aware of two things. First, the sun was quite high in the sky already, and very, very bright. And second, she was being watched. She opened her eyes slowly against the light. Without thinking, she lifted her hand to shield her eyes. Oh, Mrs. is finally awakes! An excited voice to her left proclaimed, Lily must tell Master Malfoy at once. Hermione turned to face the small elf, just as she turned to leave the room. Wait. Her voice was hoarse, rough, and the sound of it sent a wave of pain through her already throbbing temple. Please, Lily, can you close the curtain before you go? Lily considered her for a moment. Then, with a snap of her fingers, the curtains closed and the room fell into darkness. Then she was gone. Hermione closed her eyes and sank back into the pillow. The pain in her head was worse than it ever had been before. It was so bad that it made her stomach roll. She forced herself to move, to roll off the edge of the bed onto the floor. She grabbed at the small wastebasket that sat under the bedside table. Then she emptied the contents of her stomach. She was still sitting there on the floor with her head in her hands and tears flowing down her face when Lily returned with Draco in tow. She heard the small elf fretting, could almost see her wringing her hands together in worry that the woman she had been tasked to watch was now crying on the floor. Draco paused in the doorway as his eyes adjusted to the darkness of the room. In a moment of panic, his heart rate sped up as he glanced at the window and remembered the scene he had walked into the night before. He heard her before he saw her. A small whimper followed by a painful sob. His feet carried him to her side and he lowered himself to the floor. Lily he said in a very quiet voice that was nearly a whisper. I need you to clean this up, then bring me an anti-nausea potion and an extra-strength pain-relieving potion from my stores. Lily nodded her head vigorously and disappeared with the wastebasket. When she was gone, Draco wrapped his arm around her shoulders and pulled her against his side. He didn't need to ask. He knew what was wrong. As soon as he'd seen her there on the floor, he'd known. He had allowed himself to hope that she had more time, that they might have more time. Lily reappeared a moment later with the potions he had requested. Hermione swallowed both of them slowly, without complaint, and he could actually feel her relax against him as the potions kicked in. They sat together in silence for a long moment. Neither of them had wanted to voice what they were thinking, what they both knew to be true. Finally, she drew a shaky breath and whispered into the darkness. What happened with Ron? Did you catch him? He rubbed her shoulders and sighed deeply, answering her question without saying a word. I saw you apparate into the park, and he attacked you, but that's all I saw. She swallowed, and a tremor flowed over her body. I had a seizure. Then everything went black. He closed his eyes and leaned his head back against the bed. He had hoped that wasn't what happened, but he had known it had to be. You hit your head on the dresser when you fell. When we got here, you had lost a lot of blood, and you were barely conscious. He reached up to touch the scar that remained. I did the best I could, but I'm not as good at healing spells as you are. I remember you saying something like that. She reached up to feel the same spot for herself. She could feel the tender area of freshly healed skin, and a small ridge where the scar would be. I thought I was dreaming. Was... Was Harry with you? Draco nodded in answer, but didn't elaborate. 
He was sure she wanted to know how and why Potter was involved, but he wasn't quite ready to tell her everything he had found out just yet. He didn't know how she would take it, and she was obviously fragile at the moment anyway. They sat together on the floor for a little while longer. Draco soon realized, though, that she had fallen asleep against his shoulder. He wasn't surprised at all. The pain relief potion he had given her had a muscle relaxer in it. He had found it helped his mother after she would have an episode, but it would also make her very sleepy. Gently, he lifted her back up off the floor and onto the bed. Lily was once again tasked with watching the sleeping beauty while he returned to work. Several hours later, after darkness had long since fallen, he returned to her side and laid down beside her. He watched her sleeping and prayed to the powers that be that they might help her, that they might find it within themselves to save the woman that he loved, the other half of his soul. The next time Hermione opened her eyes, the room was pitch black and Draco was sound asleep beside her in bed. She moved slowly into a sitting position at the edge of the bed, careful not to wake the man beside her. She then took a moment to assess how she felt. Her stomach was okay. Her head had a dull ache to it, but no major headaches. She felt wide awake. Of course, she had been asleep for nearly twenty-four hours, so she should have been well rested. She slipped out of the bed and out of the bedroom. Moving quietly down the hall, she made her way to the potions lab and found her file. She made the necessary additions to her graph and watched the diagnosis change to PCS, stage three. She let her eyes linger on it for only a moment before putting the file away and opening the small notebook that was attached to it. In this notebook she had recorded every step of her battle with PCS. Everything she had experienced related to the ailment had been meticulously saved in the hopes that, should she fail in her endeavor, someone else could use her experiences to succeed. She forced herself to remember what it felt like to have that seizure. Then she wrote down everything from the first tremor to the room fading to black. After she was finished writing, she read it back again, removing herself from the memory, and reading as though it had happened to someone else. As I fell to the ground, I was aware of only one thing. Pain. Every muscle, every nerve in my body burned with it. I wanted to scream out, but my loss of control was complete. I could not scream any more than I could stop my arms and legs from shaking. I'd like to say that I had never felt such an unimaginable pain before, but that would be a lie. This pain was second only to the Cruciatus curse itself. She read the passage twice over before standing up slowly. She walked away from the table and the notes, choosing instead to stare out the window while she collected her thoughts. It took her a long moment of staring into the darkened city before she knew what she needed to do. She needed to find out if everyone felt the same kind of pain during their seizures, or if, for some reason, it was only her. Almost frantically, she began thumbing through the file after file. She had personally interviewed ten people that had been diagnosed with PCS. She also had notes from previous victims in years past. Twenty-five case files in all. She looked through each of them, looking for some kind of validation. When asked what the seizures felt like, each patient had answered the same. I knew I was seizing, but couldn't stop myself. None of them had said anything about pain. But then again, they hadn't specifically been asked if there was pain associated with the seizure or not. The last file she read gave her some hope, though. The patient had stated, It's like being hit with the curse, but not nearly as bad. The statement made her wonder if all the patients had similar experiences. Perhaps they were simply too proud to admit the pain. 
Hermione swallowed thickly, as she realized that if a loved one like Draco were to ask, she would probably downplay the pain so as not to worry him even more than he already was. But that meant... That meant she had been looking at it all wrong. Her eyes widened as it all clicked into place. She nearly squealed out loud. She stood up quickly, and the stool that she had been sitting in fell on the floor with a loud bang. She ignored it and moved quickly across the hall to the library. She had research to do, and not a single moment to waste. Draco found himself sitting in a metal chair that wasn't particularly comfortable. There was a matching table in front of him, and a chair just like his on the other side of the table. A breeze was blowing through the air, carrying with it the salty scent of the nearby ocean. He was sitting on a porch, looking out across a green yard. It all felt very serene and peaceful. A noise to his right caught his attention, a laugh that rang out loud and clear. It was the most beautiful sound he had ever heard. He turned to see Hermione in the yard. She was on the ground with a golden retriever puppy on her stomach. She laughed again as the puppy licked her at the face, and she half-heartedly tried to get away. A smile spread across his face as he watched her. It was all he wanted, for her to be happy without a care in the world. A different noise in the distance distracted him. It was a loud bang noise, followed by the sound of a door slamming. Those noises did not belong in this place of peace. He felt the world fade around him, and it was replaced by darkness. When he opened his eyes, the peaceful place was gone. Instead, he found himself in bed, alone. It took him a moment to realize that the bed beside him should not be empty. Another noise sounded down the hall. It was the sound of something falling on the wooden floor. Something or someone. He jumped out of bed quickly and raced down the hall to the potions lab. He found notes and files scattered across the table, a stool overturned on the floor, and nothing else. She wasn't there. Another thud came from across the hall, more curious now than panicked. He pushed the door to the library open and found Maya there. She was at a table with a large stack of books beside her. She was scanning through a particularly large tome with 100% focus. She did not hear the door as it creaked open, nor did she hear his footsteps as he crossed the room. He was nearly beside her when she slammed the book shut and dropped it onto the growing pile of books on the floor. Maya, he asked as she reached for the next book in the stack, what in Merlin's name are you doing? If he startled her, she didn't show it. Instead, she looked up at him with a gleam in her eye and a fierce determination in her brow. I've been looking at it all wrong, Draco. His heart began to hammer in his chest. He knew that look. It was a look of triumph. What is it? What did you find? She shook her head quickly and took a deep breath. Her eyes searched his for a long moment as she debated how much to tell him. Her teeth dug into her lower lip as she seemed to come to a conclusion. It's not something that I found, per se. The thing is, well, I've done a lot of research on seizures. I spent weeks with a muggle neurologist researching what happens to the body when it seizes. She paused to push her hair back behind her ears and to figure out how she was going to say what she needed to say. I felt like I was prepared for when it happened. I read all of the books. I talked to people that have had seizures. I felt like I knew what it would feel like and how my body would react. She chewed on her bottom lip again. His optimism was beginning to wane. She no longer looked triumphant. Now she looked unsure of herself. It wasn't what you expected, then? He asked, even though he was sure he knew the answer. It was just to prod her along, to get her to start talking again before she got too lost in her own thoughts. 
It wasn't what I expected at all. She picked up a small leather-bound book off the side of the table and flipped it open. Tell me something, Draco. Have you ever experienced the Cruciatus Curse? Yes, he answered as a cold chill ran down his spine. More than once. Why? She hesitated only a moment before nodding to herself and handing the book to him. After I finally woke up, I wrote down what it felt like, everything that I could remember. Read it. Hesitantly, he took the book from her hands and glanced down at the pages. He could see that it was written in her handwriting, so he started at the beginning of the entry and read what she had written. When he was finished, he looked up into her eyes. As he read the words that she had written, his heart clenched in his chest. The seizure that she had experienced had not been a regular seizure. It had been painful, extraordinarily so. It became difficult to breathe as he realized she had been in immense pain. Not only that, but there would be another episode, and then another, and another. Each would be worse than the one before. They would become more frequent. And there was nothing he could do to stop it, nothing he could do to help her. She would be in pain, and he would be helpless. Every single time. Draco. Her voice cut through his spiraling thoughts. Her hand on his arm grounded him, and he shook his head quickly and flipped the book shut in his hands. I didn't show you this so you would feel sorry for me. I don't want your sympathy. Do you understand? She stared into his eyes until he reluctantly nodded his head. So why did you show it to me? He was tired and upset and did not feel like playing mind games at the moment. Tears were prickling at his eyelids, and he had the strong urge to punch something. After reading her description, he could not imagine why she had looked so damn triumphant a few moments earlier. Don't you see? PCS is not an affliction caused by the curse. She paused long enough to let the information sink in. It's an extension of the curse itself. She waited until his eyes widened, and she could tell that understanding had dawned. All this time, I've been trying to develop a potion, she started. When what you really needed, he interrupted, is a counter-curse. Their eyes locked together. For a handful of heartbeats, they stood frozen together. Draco could feel the determination rolling off of her now more than ever. With a deep breath, he sat down across from her and pulled the next book off the stack. They had a lot of work to do, and not much time left to do it in.